All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the FOB podcast. And we are back for another week of the football forecast. And I got Josh here, and I also got Jason the Petty Guy back for another week of his bullshit. I know I got to hear it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we ain't asking you. And we got a really <laughs> stacked week. Of course, I'm coming back with the top 10. Josh is going to tell us why Tua should not start this week, and we got plenty more for you. But just so we can go ahead and get started, we witnessed a slaughter, rape, or whatever you want to call it this week, or last week of the Green Bay Packers against the Buccaneers, which kind of opened my eyes to a serious question because I've always kind of downplayed their defense. I'm not going to shy off about that. I kind of did. But I'll take the blame. It's a offensive sport that still defense matters, but everybody's kind of more focused on offense nowadays. But I'm going to go ahead and let Jason get this out of the way because last week, yes, I did pick the Green Bay Packers. I'm a man. I will take that L. I picked the Green Bay Packers to put up 42 on the Buccaneers. And Aaron Rodgers just turned into a child playing peewee football at the game, hit one time. So I don't know what happened with that. But I'm going to let Jason go ahead and just get everything off his chest about this victory right here. So you know what, Jason? Just go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I'm going to tell you what happened, okay? The GOAT sprinkled some seasoning on that offensive line and defensive line. He let these boys know what's going to happen for the rest of this season. We not be getting no penalties on offensive line. We not false starting. We not holding. We not doing none of that. We playing smart football. And what happens when you play smart football? You make Aaron Rodgers look like the mortal that he is. You talk about 42 points. We was going to get beat by 20. My ass. I told both of my compadres on this podcast what was going to happen. Oh, you crazy. Aaron Rodgers ain't going to just let that happen. We shall see. And what happened? What happened? The Pirates came and pillaged. Okay? Everybody got, got. Aaron got, got. Aaron Jones got, got. Defense, where you at? Where you at, Green Bay defense? Nowhere to be found. And that's all I got for y'all for right now. Proceed. Well, excuse me. Josh, do you have any comments on this massacre that we witnessed? Man, Jason got to give it to you. You were right. But I do think that was kind of a fluke. We're not going to see Aaron Rodgers play like that again. I think the Bucks' defense is really good. But I kind of think they also got a little lucky. You got... Aaron Rodgers throwing a pick six in the beginning of the game and then coming right back with another pick. Should have been a pick six. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers is not going to throw that every game. So I do think they got lucky on that. But Tampa Bay took it to them, and they stifled Aaron Rodgers, and, you know, they they took it. Jason, Hmm? I'll let you have it this week, dog. You know, it's all right. You know, I felt good about myself last week. I thought Aaron Rodgers was going to come in there and do something. You know, he regular season Rodgers. You don't expect massacres like that from him into the playoffs. If I am (laughs) correct here, you know, everybody know Aaron Rodgers is apparently a bad man in the regular season, but he ain't shit in the playoffs. I didn't expect this. You know what I felt like I was watching? What? I was watching, you know, when the Killer Bees was in Pittsburgh, you know, you had Rod, you had Roethlisberger. You had Bell, you had Brown, and they were regular season magic until they went to the playoffs to play the Patriots. Yep. That's exactly what I felt like I was watching. 
But one thing I have to say, though, even though I was completely shocked watching that game and I was about to turn into an Atlanta fan and walk away at halftime, but I said I have to see this because it was a great defensive performance. But the Buccaneers' defense is better than I expected. They are really, they're, they're really good, but I like the fact that they're fast. Um, That defense could seriously carry Tom Brady to a Super Bowl, but I Harry. would love to see. Yeah, th- that's the key word right there. Carry. Yeah, carry Tom Brady to a Super Bowl. They don't act like it ain't happened before. So hold on, hold on. Let me let me let me ask you a question, sir, since you want to be disrespectful. Disrespectful about carrying the goat to a Super Bowl. <laughs> Boy, don't act like that ain't never happened. Um, in all these games, he had to go and get the win. With two minutes left on the clock, where was the defense? I don't know. On the sideline with their fingers crossed. Okay? Carry the goat to the... You should be ashamed of yourself even bringing that up. (laughs) What you need to be talking about is how exposed the Green Bay defense was. Because they couldn't stop shit. They are who we thought they were, Jason. And they let them off the hook like Josh said. Listen, let me let me let me say something real quick. If Tom Brady was still the GOAT, Jason, like you say he is, why are they in the position where they need to come back and win in the last two minutes in the first place? Oh shit. I mean, because- I'm I, I'm looking at I'm looking at Brady's game log here. He has one great game, that five Ooh. touchdown game against the Chargers. He has one really good game against my Broncos, where he threw for nearly three hundred and three touchdowns. The other games on here, he was okay. You know, he wasn't great for GOAT standards. But, you know, he has two really, really good games. But the rest of them, he was just all right. I don't think that's... I think that's kind of the defense carrying him for those other games. So I'll tell you this. The adjustment of wide receivers is... I can give you that. It's probably taking longer than we expected. Um, I believe uh, three picks that he's thrown so far is literally because the receiver did not turn around. And the ball damn near hit the receiver in the back of the head because he did not turn around at the end of the route. So I'll credit that to growing pains, if you will, because he has you know all the weapons he might possibly need now. His speedster have been out for what? Two or three weeks with a hamstring injury. So, it, you know, it's hit or miss. It's his first season with a new team. Um, the comment was really, you know, back when he was with the Patriots, since men like to talk smack about people getting carried by defenses. Um, <laughs> well, you so, act yeah. like y'all, if you look in the history books and you pull out the top 25 defenses in the NFL's history, the Patriots defense will be in there at least three or four times. Yeah. So, with the Steelers, so with the Green Bay Packers, so will the Raiders and where my championships at, bro? The only people that ain't got championships nobody, is hey, look here. Everybody know the Steelers. Look at Ben. Big Ben knew that that defense carried him to some Super Bowls. He know that, but you know you just need to go ahead and just accept the fact it happens to Tom Brady too. Okay, we understand that you know he is the goat, but the goat gets carried by a defense. I mean, the defense is basically his Scottie Pippen and he Michael Jordan. I'm willing to take that analogy, but we're not going to sit here and pretend like um, Tom Brady don't got to do most of the work. 
Well, yeah, he got to go out the there game. and catch pick sixes, yes. He definitely has to go out there and catch pick sixes. He definitely has to go down there and shut down Aaron Rodgers. I would love to see him play defense. Come oh, on, now. That, Oh, that's how you want to play it? That's how you want to play it? Yeah, okay, that's how fine. I want to play it, Jay. That's how I want to play Remember, the New England Patriots <laughs> has a stellar defense, too, right? Yes. A stellar defense, too, right? Then how yes. come that defense couldn't carry Cam to a victory against the Broncos then? How about that shit? Boy, Wait, let me... I don't want to get there into that. <laughs> Wait, let me ask another question. Okay. So, with all this hype about Tom Brady going from New England to Tampa, he had no receivers in New England. He had no help on offense. No one cry, 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 wah, wah, wah. He goes to Tampa. He has Godwin and Evans. Godwin's been banged up, yeah. But he goes, you know, he has this loose uh, loose head coach, Bruce Arians. So it's like, oh, man, Tom Brady's going to light it up. And, yeah, they're 4-2 and two right now, but his stats aren't showing it. He has no chemistry with the receivers, period. So it just, it just, it just, seems, like, it just seems like every time something goes wrong, something doesn't go absolutely perfect, it's always something else. No, I get it. It's never Tom Brady's fault. His old ass forgot it was fourth down. I get it. He slipped. Now, there's, I'm sure there's supposed to be somebody in your ear telling, reminding you, like how much time's on the clock and whatnot in a booth somewhere. But his old ass forgot. It is what he what what he 42, 43. I, I I just had to watch him do something stupid. It is what it is. Shit, five used to come to games drunk. If Aaron Rodgers forgot it was fourth down, the media would be all over him. They would never let him live it down. But it's Tom Brady, so it's like, ah, uh, you know, we can forgive him. It's okay. Yeah, because he's 42 with non-Super Bowl appearances. Everybody fuck up sometimes. <laughs> but, I mean, at least he ain't doing what Jameis was doing with this team, throwing 400 interceptions a season. Well, well, I mean, he did start off the year throwing pick six after pick six after pick six. Now, receivers wasn't turned around, like I said. He has no Timing's off. No preseason. They not turn around when they supposed to. Because remember, Brady's very used to precise route running. He's used to a coach that's going to make sure everybody's doing their job. Thank you. And Bruce Arias need to do his job and take his belt out when they fucking up these routes. How about that? You're talking about, boy, that man's the coolest being in the burrito. You know he ain't going to do his job until this time. He's going to let Tom Brady be the player and the coach. Look, and that's why the offensive line got cussed out when they lost the goddamn Bears. Because how the fuck we get six penalties in a row on the same drive off of bullshit? I mean, they cussed him out because nobody told him it was fourth down. No, and no, somebody in the locker room. <laughs> I'm just saying, though, but somebody in the locker room, which, you know, Ian report, luckily he's back because he posted it. But somebody in the locker room say, yo, Bill Belichick ain't here to carry you no more. The key word is carry Look, Bill don't even carry sleeves to a football game. Okay, so let's stop that right now. You ain't got to carry sleeves to a football game when you win the championship, Jack. Look here. Without, mind you, we have already have proof. We have proof. The year that Tom Brady had to be suspended for four games off of Deflate Gate, we had proof that you can't just put a mop bucket on the football field with a football and win games. Because Jacoby, which is your second-string quarterback, ain't yeah. shit. And That's Garoppolo was barely getting the games out of the way. Garoppolo was good enough to get traded and start for a Super Bowl team, even though Kyle Shanahan screwed over another team in the second half. 
Thank you very much. You know I'm a Jimmy G fan. That San Francisco defense carried Garoppolo to the Super Bowl. What's oh yeah, whoa, yeah, boy, that it. offense was good. Let me give Debo Samuel his, you know, his credit by the running back to the Super Bowl. <laughs> the audacity of you! You can't stand for another team to be carried by offense because Brady's been carried by defense for a whole decade. Shit, How yeah, give that. Did you forget that Patriots ain't had no secondary for like a decade? So that our secondary was the weakest secondary in all the NFL for a decade, and our front seven had to get it done. You won Super Bowls. No, no, no. Say the and? front seven. The front seven got it done. The defense. The defenses are, for the most part, during Tom Brady's time there, were really good. Give that defense to Peyton Manning on the Colts. Peyton Manning's gonna win Super Bowl after Super Bowl after Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers. He's gonna win Super Bowl after Super Bowl after Super Bowl. Anybody else? So when, saying, we have to, so when we have to beat Mahomes in the shootout, it's going into overtime. Beat Peyton in the shootout, going into overtime. Beat Matt Ryan in the shootout, going into the end of the Super Bowl, into overtime. So, so no, Brady don't get no credit. Brady does get credit, but the problem is you give him too much credit. It's kind of like LeBron exactly. James when he wins his NBA Finals. He gets all the credit, but Kyrie helped him win the championship when he was in Cleveland. AD helped him win the championship when he was in LA, but you don't never hear about it, do you? Exactly. Exactly. When you got when you got other other teams, the quarterback gets credit when they win, but they also get the blame when they lose. But Tom Brady, he gets the credit when they win. But when they lose, it's always someone else's fault. Tom Brady never does anything wrong. He is perfect. I'll give you a great example. Um, Matt Ryan, for example. And Atlanta fans are very ungrateful. We we, we know this. We ain't going to ever go there, dog. (laughs) Matt Ryan puts up 39 points. You know damn well I got a whole Matt Ryan hater in my living room who firmly believes Michael Vick is better. And we have to have an argument every week. Let me finish. Matt Ryan puts up 39 points against the Cowboys. And the defense lets the Cowboys score 40 points. Now, is that Matt Ryan's fault? Absolutely not. Because he can't stop them from scoring. That's the defense job. So when Pat Pahone puts up 35 points against the Patriots and Tom got to go out and score 40, just to keep the shit close, the man deserves all the goddamn credit. Because apparently defense ain't doing shit today. Okay, okay. What about three of Tom Brady's Super Bowls? Two against the Giants and the one against the Rams. Yeah. Uh, the two against the Giants, the Giants defense won them the game. But Tom Brady's the GOAT. Yeah. He got sacked six times. Be like that sometimes. Shit, no, they ain't perfect. Man, look here, bro. Tom Brady will forever be the GOAT, but we'll always remember that he lost two Super Bowls to Eli Manning. He lost to a backup quarterback. Let's make this perfectly clear. <laughs> he did not lose two Super Bowls to Eli Manning. He lost two Super Bowls to Jason Pierre-Paul, a Michael Strahan, and the rest <laughs> of the mix. The record books will show Eli Manning defeated Tom Brady, twice. Just like that picture of Eli Manning getting picked up from that sack with his face looking shocked as hell, that's in the record books, too. Classic Eli. 
And for some strange reason, you thought Eli would be a good teacher for Danny Jones, Daniel Jones. See Danny how that's <laughs> Yep. And look at that. It ain't about that Danny Dimes, great idea, bro. New York Giants. We're going to use the most faultiest, flukiest quarterback to teach our young star what's coming next. And look how he's he going to teach him how to ride a defense to a Super Bowl. That's what you're supposed to do in New York. Apparently, that ain't working either because you see their record, right? Oh, Lord. Jesus. Has <laughs> anybody got any final comments on this subject? Nope. All right, Josh, what about you, man? Because, you know, you brought some heat today. I wasn't expecting this. Man, I'm just tired of Tom Brady getting credit and not getting any blame. You're, uh, Are you going to ask the question about them being the biggest threat? Yeah, but so let me ask that question because I know we <laughs> – I mean, we we already sitting here talking about this because this man feel like you know it's it's just all goat, like it ain't even that defense. Like Tom Brady caught a pick six and caught another interception and just threw Aaron Rodgers on the ground. But since we already gone it, so Josh, do you believe that the Bucks are the biggest threat in the NFC right now? <clears throat> Guys, ready for this? I'm ready. No, they are. In my view, I, I have them ranked the first couple. They're tied for third in the NFC. Number one, I have Seattle. Yeah, that's not really, not too bad, Russell Wilson. Number two, I still have Green Bay. I can't, I can't help but think that that was just a fluke game. We're not going to see two, two early picks like that from Aaron Rodgers. That's just not going to happen, especially the way he started the season on fire. That's just not going to happen. And then I have the Saints. That's it's really, really close. But it, I just can't put Tom Brady over Drew Brees right now. Ooh. In my opinion, in my opinion, Tampa Bay, Tom Brady. You ready for this comp? Okay. Cincinnati, Andy Dalton. Oh, the level of disrespect. Dang. Listen, listen this he man can have... said you ain't going to win a playoff game. <laughs> this man just called the greatest of all time the Red Rifle? I said Tampa. <laughs> Tampa Tom is Cincy Andy. Andy Dalton, he was a good quarterback, but he wasn't great. We all know this. Tom Brady with Tampa, he's going he'll, to he's gonna have his good games like we saw. But overall, he's going to need that defense in order to make the playoffs and make some noise in the postseason. I do think that Ronald Jones, I'm not a fan. I think that when Leonard Fournette comes back, he's going to at least split time with Jones. Um, and I do think that Tom Brady will be exposed later on this year as being Cincinnati Andy Dalton. This man just said the greatest of all time in Tampa is a no playoff game winning, redhead orange wearing, black coach can't get a W ass quarterback. The level of disrespect. And I ain't taking it back. I mean, the, Jason, I got some comments, dog, but I'm going to let you. I'm going to let you. Was, <laughs> how dare you? Andy Dalton been stealing a check from the Cincinnati Bengals his whole career because he ain't never once deserved it. 
I don't even know if he ever got a big contract. Because every time he loses in the playoffs, he just go, yeah, you as average as we thought you. But to compare him to the GOAT with a new team, we only six games into a two-year contract. And he forward two. To make it even worse, Fortnite not playing, guy would not play. They use a Gronkowski to block instead of drawing up schemes for him. Evans got a hamstring injury he's still playing with, and for some reason he don't know how to turn around and look for a ball. And then to compare him to Andy Duck with Ocho Cinco and AJ Green, and he ain't do shit with both of them. That that's just that's 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 absurd. That that's absurd. This is ridiculous. I'm I'm sorry about that, but I mean he does have a valid point. It just makes it even funnier because we're talking about a young Andy Dalton being compared to an old Tom Brady. Which makes it even worse because Tom Brady had to turn 43 to start playing like Andy Dalton, which I still don't believe that's a correct analysis in my part. You, you don't believe he's Andy Dalton? Oh, I, right now I believe Tom Brady with the Bucks reminds me more of Tom Brady in like year four. Boy, you don't lost your goddamn Man. mind. Now, hear me out. Hear me out. Year, if you remember correctly, between year three and year four, year four is their slump. Okay, because remember, they won their first three Super Bowls in one decade and won the last three in a whole different decade. So year four is where the slump started to happen, where he wasn't getting to the Super Bowl back to back to back no more. It's like we're we're getting to the playoffs, but we're getting knocked out by whether it be the Ravens or whoever the hell it might be at the time. I, I, mean, believe, for, I believe around that time the Patriots had a good defense, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. so you're you're saying that Tom Brady with Tampa is gonna have his good defense. He's gonna ride his defense to no Super Bowl. Correct? This year's Super Bowl, I really don't know um who's gonna get there personally. I feel like the Seahawks are playing out of their minds. I feel like Agreed. uh if Drew Brees can get Michael Thomas back, they have a chance because for some reason without Michael Thomas, he looks like an old ass quarterback. Um Let's see who else. Who else? Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay. I feel like if Green Bay gets Lazard and Adams back into full swing, Green Bay look like a completely different team. They'll probably be very competitive with the Seahawks. Um, I it has to be a choke moment, real choke artist moment for Tampa Bay to either beat. I wouldn't even say choke artist moment. If Tampa Bay gets to the playoffs. It has to play either Green Bay or the Seahawks. If Tampa Bay beats either one of them, either the first or second round of the playoffs, they're going to the Super Bowl. That's just that's just that's my early ass prediction. Since we're so, on the topic anyway. October twenty second of two thousand twenty, you're saying there's a chance. Yes, if they can beat either one of those teams, either in the wild card round or whatever case, matter of fact, they. I think, to be honest with you, Tampa Bay might be the third seed in the in the NFC. But if they get to the second round of the playoffs and have to play either the Seahawks or the Green Bay Packers, if they win that first game in the second round, they're going to the Super Bowl. That's my prediction. Well, but they have really to knock off one of those Okay. I mean, so, if according to y'all, Brady's playing mediocre at best, and we're four and two, so once he gets into rhythm. What is he going to be? 
I didn't say mediocre at best. I said he's okay. You said Andy Dalton. That's no, 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 no. Cincinnati Andy Dalton was decent, average as fuck. But, but, but you gotta, you gotta put that in context to who we're dealing with. For Tom Brady, decent. That's not gonna cut it. He's the goat. He should be. He should be uh, like six and zero at this point, right? Look, I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like Tom Brady ain't 43 years old. No, man, man, I'm not gonna like sit here and say that. Now. I don't think they were gonna be undefeated either. Man, you can't make excuses now. Tom Brady won Super Bowls in New England with no help. He goes to Tampa and gets just a huge treasure trove of offensive help and a great defense. And he's pretty much doing the same thing he would know with the Patriots. And I want him to win two more rings to make the GOAT conversation even more devastating. Yeah, well, I want to be a millionaire. That's not going to happen. <laughs> Shit. You play FanDuel enough, it just might happen. Oh, okay. I play FanDuel. Last... <laughs> Let me get out this last comment so we can move on to the next subject. This has been entertaining. This has been so entertaining. Jason, I'll just tell you this. It's a, it's a very interesting question, mainly because y'all guys have a fast defense. But it hurts you guys because of this. Think about this for a second. You got the Raiders, which I expect a semi-high scoring game, and then you play the Giants. After that, you got the Saints, the, pa- the Panthers, Rams, Chiefs. You only got one mobile quarterback in there. So for you to sit here and say going straight to the Super Bowl, they could beat one of them, y'all don't have any mobile quarterbacks on your schedule to really see what this defense can do against, like, Top tier because top tier is a great mobile quarterback that's dual threat along with the running game and a semi okay defense. I can't really say, you know, off the rip, okay, this is the biggest threat because y'all haven't shut down a running quarterback like, you know, um, Russell Wilson or anything. You guys got a chance against Pat Mahomes, but I feel like that's going to be another game where that team gets exposed. That's going to be another game I'm going to hype up like I did with the Packers because the Chiefs is damn sure not going to let what happen like the Packers did. So, in this particular situation, for somehow, some way, the league has found a reasonable way to try to manage Pat Mahomes. It only worked for one game, and I don't think it's and I think it's only going to work for that one game. But in my personal opinion, doing the what it, I guess they call it what drop back zone to manage his deep balls and intermediate passing, if Brady can keep the game competitive enough, I think Buccaneers can beat the Chiefs. I mean, you mean the defense the defense, that they have. You, you mean the defense has to keep it competitive enough because Brady's not going to go into a shootout with Pat they Mahomes can. if your defense can't shut that down. Look, he can go into a shootout and win if he no. gets to a point where him and the, and the rest of the offense gets on the same page. This shit is still too new. If Mahomes so, puts up 30, they're winning that game. Yeah. Mm, I'm willing to wager on that. Okay, we're going to revisit it. You ain't got to worry about it. It's only a couple weeks away. We're going to revisit it. But this was a great first segment. I liked it. But let's go ahead and jump into this next segment because, you know, Josh is on fire today, and apparently Tom Brady is Eddie Dalton. So I have to go make that meme now. Disrespect. (laughs) Thank you. I will share that everywhere. (laughs) So just to go ahead and jump into the second subject, for all the fantasy football heads out there, I know we're still dealing with a season full of injuries, but – some people are starting to bounce back. So, Josh, what you got this week for fantasy football injuries to look out for? You know, some people need some wins. I know I need some. Yeah, you sure do. Oh, <laughs> shut up. I'm sorry. <laughs> Trash. I had to Jason, ride them up not, there. 
aren't you, Jason? Aren't you like one in five? That's not the point. We talk about you. Hold on, now. Look here, I'm winning in like three of my leagues right now. I got a winning record, okay? It's just one league I can't do nothing because, you know, if I sit some of these players out, somebody's going to snack them up in a heartbeat. Look, so I'm taking one of the in. leagues that we share, you three and three, how is that a winning record? I am 500. That's a start. Anyway, Josh. proceed, Josh. <laughs> proceed. All right, I got some injuries here. If I miss any that you guys know of, then let me know. So, Pittsburgh linebacker, it's not exactly fantasy-related when it comes to skill players, but Devin Bush, linebacker, towards ACL, he is done for the year. Tennessee Titans left tackle, Taylor Lewan, also towards ACL, also done for the year. So, that, that sucks. Uh, speaking of the Titans, we got Jonu Smith with a foot injury. They said it's not serious, and he is questionable for Week 7. Uh, for the Eagles... Tonight, uh, the time we're recording this, Miles Sanders out with a knee. He's supposed to be out for one to two weeks. And Zach Ertz with an ankle injury. He's out four to six weeks. Damn. Yeah, he hasn't been playing well anyway. So. Yeah, I know. Uh, the Ravens, Mark Ingram, mid to high ankle sprain. It's not Damn. severe. Not severe. It said he could play next week. Uh, I believe they're on bye this week. Devontae Parker, Miami wide receiver. Groin injury, and he is questionable. The Jaguars tight end, Tyler Eifert, neck injury, also questionable. 49ers, Raheem Mostert, running back. Ankle injury, he's out for at least three weeks. Uh, we mentioned him earlier, the Saints wide receiver, Michael Thomas. He just came back from an injury, and then he tweaked his hamstring in practice. As of now, he's he should play, but he could be limited. We'll just have to see as we get closer to game time. And then we got uh, Green Bay, I believe it's a tackle, uh, David Bakhtiari with a chest injury, and Broncos offensive guard Dalton Risner with a shoulder injury. Both of these I don't have updates for right now, so uh, that's all I got. Yep, that's good enough, man. That is, I didn't see anything because, of course, Bleach Report normally goes off on my phone. I'm not seeing much. So you've hit everything pretty much on the nail, but you know you're coming back to back. You're Drake today because I really am curious. You know, when you shot me that text message after we all found out Tua was starting, and you was like, ah, I don't think he should start right now. So I'm, I'm very interested in hearing this, and I'm pretty sure we're going to get this to some Miami Dolphin fans too so they can hear this. But I really want to know, why do you believe Tua shouldn't start? Okay, I just want to start by saying I'm a fan. I like Tua. He's going to be a very good quarterback. Oh, yeah. My issue is the Dolphins right now are 3-3. Three and three. They're playing pretty darn well right now. So I do think that if they keep it up, Fitzpatrick is, he's up and down. But when he's, when he's up, he is better than Tampa Tom. Um, <laughs> he is playing well. <laughs> I was... I was waiting for a reaction there, but I didn't know. I don't know where he just coming after me today. Like, who, who did this? Do, 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 do. <laughs> I'm not coming after you. I'm, I'm let just you calling finish. it like I see it. I'm going to let you finish. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> when Ryan Fitzpatrick is Ryan Fitzmagic, he's a very good quarterback. So he's been up and down this year. He has a 70.1 completion percentage, which is really good. 
He's averaging 255 yards per game. He has a 10 to 7 touchdown interception ratio, which is eh. And he has a 95 uh, 95 rating right now. So Fitzpatrick can lead this team to the playoffs, especially with the third wild card spot that they, the NFL just put in this year. But my problem is when you make the switch to Tua, you're basically telling your team 2020 doesn't really matter. You know, we're focusing on the future. We're just trying to get this kid reps and get him used to the NFL. I don't like that. I think that every game needs to matter because, you know, you got veterans. I haven't seen who's on the last year of the contract. But when you do something like that and Tua doesn't play too well uh, going through the season, they're going to be less likely to want to resign with you. So that's going to be more people leaving, more cap space saved, possibly, depending on who it is. But overall, it's just bad for the morale of your team. From what I've read, you know, the team likes, likes Ryan Fitzpatrick. So, you know, why not leave him in there? I would say if they fal- falter down the stretch, you know, if at one point they're like 5-8 and eight or something like that on the outside looking in the playoffs, yeah, switch them in. But as of right now, the Dolphins are playing well. You don't need to. Uh, so the Dolphins are on a bye week right now. Yeah. Next week, they're coming back against the Rams. Do you really want to put Tua in there against Aaron Donald? I, I really don't think so. I just I don't think it's like... a good idea. ACL waiting to happen with that big motherfucker. Absolutely. Oh, man. So I, I got one thing to say on that because I completely understand. I feel like it was disrespectful because, I mean, I can honestly say that nobody thought that the Miami Dolphins would be 3-3 three and three right now, but they have been playing good football in some parts of the season, especially that 49ers game, you know, that 43-17 victory. But as you were saying, you don't, you don't decide to start a rookie – with a team like the Rams, with the defense that's going to bully him, you guys are not that good. You're okay, but that's not a good way to start him because next thing you know, you give him the start, something goes wrong. Let's say, you know, he's getting pressured. It's his first game, first official game. He gets sacked, he gets hit a couple times, and then next thing you know, they're saying, oh, well, you know, he might not be ready to be a starter right now, or he's overrated. They started those type of conversations. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. You guys are in position to maybe be a wild card team. Let's see what happens with this magic. We all should be happy he hasn't had a game with like five interceptions. True. Hey, that's all I really got to say about that. So I completely get you on why you shouldn't start him. And then, you know, after realizing that you got to play the Rams, I'll probably reverse that if I was them, but it's okay. I think Ryan Fitzmagic will be back in the second half. Ooh, that's a hot take right there. This is a tough team to sit here and just send them out there for. Like, the Jets would have been a better team to start them with. Yeah, 100%. I'm looking at their schedule. Week 12, they're at the Jets. Why not play them then? He goes yeah. back. They go back-to-back from the Jets to the Bengals. You know, why not put into a at that point? See what he can do the last, what, like six games of the year? Yeah. Give him a little bit of experience heading in 2021. True. Now, so 
they can do that, but I'm still rocking with let Fitzmagic do his thing. Now, if they just go out here, let's say they lose to the Rams, lose to the Cardinals, lose to the Chargers, just like back-to-back-to-back with Ryan, then I'm like, okay, you guys are who we thought you were. Let's go ahead and put him in. Let's get him some experience going. But this is not going to be pretty next week. No, I'm <laughs> looking forward to it for all the wrong reasons. I oh, don't... <laughs> man. I thought no, I was the only one that looked at football games for all the wrong reasons sometimes. <laughs> so my thing is this. I feel like if Fitzpatrick had got them to a 4-2 record, he'll still be in. But I truly feel like it was like, well, we're kind of on the same track we were the last two years. So, I mean, it's Fitzpatrick. Like, who cares, right? He's at the end of the line. We, we all care, okay? Who would get reps? You know, his beard starting to turn gray. So why not go ahead and just get it over with blah, 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 blah. Now, this is my thing. I completely agree with both of you guys about putting him in against the Rams because we know Tua's history. You know, it's, it's for some reason, karma don't like Tua, okay? Tua came in. You know, replaced Jalen Hurts, won a championship. Then Tua got hurt again. Then he got hurt again. Then he got drafted. Now he's going to sit in front of Fitzpatrick and say, hey, man, it's just my time. If anybody knows how fragile a quarterback career can be, it's Fitzpatrick. And back to that hot take about Fitzpatrick playing better than a Tampa Bay Brady. Let's That's not a hot take. Yeah, it's hot to be. <laughs> anyway, um, to be honest, I, I, I'm afraid. Okay, I'm afraid for the Dolphins because at any given moment, if his beard itch, he gonna throw five interceptions, and they felt like at three and three, I, we don't want to go down the same route we going down. Mind, mind you, in their division, they actually have a chance. Uh, the New England Patriots is whatever the fuck they are right now. We're not going to talk about that. And then we have the Buffalo Bills that probably might maintain or Josh Allen might choke once again. So they feel like this is a great opportunity if he's a better talent than Fitzpatrick to try to, you know, get a jump on the division. Is it going to work? Absolutely not. Because whether you're playing the Patriots defense, who's going to snuff his ass out, or they're going to try to go into a shootout with the Bills, They're, the Dolphins fuck either way. Yeah, and here's something else that's uh, really interesting. Three and three, and all three of their losses came by 10 points or less. They lost it's to the Patriots. They lost to the Patriots week one by 10, lost to the Bills week two by three, and they lost to Seattle week four by eight. So I'm like... Why would you want to take a chance in in screwing up the beginning of Tua's career when you're already riding pretty high right now? I think Matt, Miami is the uh, they're the pickmongers. I don't really think they look to actually compete. They see an opportunity to grab somebody in the draft, and they just say, "You know what? We're gonna just slow down a little bit. Slow down a little bit." Like, 3-3 three and three basically means try right now. That means you could be a playoff team right now. They're not winning shit. 
Like, there's no way in hell they're going to win this year. The Comet will hit the earth before the Dolphins go back to the Super Bowl. But it's like three and three means try. You put this man in and this doesn't work out, all you're going to do is just look forward to the draft to drop another QB. I can't see the Dolphins drafting another quarterback for the next year or two. I don't know, man. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm scared, man. I'm scared. If if they do like you say, and Tua comes in, doesn't play well or whatever, and then Fitzpatrick goes back in, and it's not injury-related, they decide to pull Tua for Fitzpatrick. This is what happened to Deshaun Kaiser. I don't want Tua to be the next Deshaun Kaiser. Question. Huh? Which which situation is worse? Them playing Tua and him having a rough go of it? Or Tua becoming Sam Darnold and don't do shit? Back-to-back games of complete destruction. Missed pass here, missed pass there. Interception, interception. Either the receivers don't know how to catch anymore or the defense is just blind. Because to be honest, the Dolphins and the Jets ain't that damn different. They franchises are run the same. Why? I don't know. Hey, Jason. The Dolphins yeah. are 3-3 three and three and the Jets are 0-6. They're pretty different this year. The Miami was 0-6 two years ago. That's two years ago, dog. But we're talking about right now. Sure, the Jets had a spark a couple years ago, too. What the fuck yeah. happened to that shit? They always they have a out. spark. They Fitzpatrick always was a part of that, too. Yeah, ain't that some shit? Fitzpatrick <laughs> was a part of that, too. <laughs> and Adam Gase was in both locations. What are the odds? Coincidence? <laughs> I, I just got to say, I, I understand what you mean, Jason. But the Dolphins have a chance to at least make the playoffs. I understand every year your goal is to win the Super Bowl. But if the Dolphins make the playoffs, that's a huge win. True. They win the division somehow, that's a win. Which it very well could happen because, I mean, you know, Fitzpatrick on a good day, he's better than Josh Allen. We know that for a fact. I ain't going to even go there with you guys, man. I'm not even going to go there with you because I could say a lot about that game. I watched that game in its entirety. I didn't like anything I saw. Like, seriously, I didn't like anything I saw. I got a lot of complaints about that game, but I'll say that. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll say that towards the end. I'll say that towards <laughs> the end for you, Josh. I know you like to throw out the Josh Allen comments because I actually like Josh Allen. I ain't got a jersey, though, Josh. You ain't got to come after me like that, like you're coming after Jason. Man, I'm not coming after either one of you. <laughs> I'm just giving my opinion. Isn't this what? Isn't that what this podcast is all about? I'm giving my opinion. We do. And it just in so the happens. Opinions. <laughs> it just so happens to be the opposite of what you guys think. It's just a coincidence. The only person believing in Josh Allen is Matt. The streets, is, <laughs> the streets don't give a damn about Josh Allen. We're talking uh, about the streets don't give a damn about Josh Allen. Look. The only people who care about Josh Allen are the people that live in Buffalo, New York. You want no, to no, know no. why? Because they've been trashed for decades. They're the most. They might be just as embarrassing as the Browns to get to the Super Bowl four times in a row and lose all four times. No, I will say I care about Josh Allen, but only for fantasy football. Hey, look, I, I ain't Blake, even gonna hold you. Blake Bortles was really good in fantasy at one point. Just think about that. 
Look, 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 look. Any game where you, I don't know what it is about the 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 Blake Bortles of the world, the the, the Gardner men's shoes, the, the the whole bunch of guys that give you two good games and then like, fall apart the rest of the season. I like Gardner. I I wouldn't. I don't want to put him in the same conversation as Blake Bortles and Josh Allen. Look, I, I feel like the whole Jacksonville. Jacksonville Jaguar franchise is flawed anyway. Man, look here. I love Gardner Minshew because he fucking up their plans. They was really going to sit here and just be like, you know what? We're looking straight at Trevor Lawrence. And Gardner Minshew said, hold my shaving cream. That's exactly what he said to these motherfuckers. Because <laughs> them motherfuckers shouldn't have did that shit. And guess what? He making them regret it. He should have always had a chance. I love that man. He's a biracial angel. What two races is he? Man, look here, dog. That's my belief, man. It's okay. It's an opinion. I don't know. Well, look. You know, you know what Teresa is? He's white and part Pedro from Napoleon Dynamite with that mustache. You talking about he the father? <laughs> no, no. He <laughs> uncle. Uh, what, uh, what's his name? Uncle. You know what's what's the guy there with Napoleon Dynamite? <laughs> the uncle that's where he a great quarterback. That's exactly who he is. Man, look here. He is a great Uncle quarterback. Rico. Yes, he's Uncle Rico. That's exactly who guarded the man. Man, Jason, is. I'll say I'll tell you this right here then. You said Uncle Rico? Yes. I'll tell you right this before we move into our next topic then. So you put Uncle Rico behind the Tampa Bay Buccaneers line right now, they'll be six and no. Just think about that for a second. That's your goddamn. Mm. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what? Since you're over there talking shit, that's why your quarterback is Phillip Rivers. See? There you go. There you have it. Phillip Rivers just led a comeback victory. He gained a little bit more of my respect, okay? Look, I'm just of course saying. he led a comeback victory. He ain't got no pullout game anyway. All he know how to do is come back. God damn it. <laughs> you know what? That's just wrong, man. He may just like having kids, okay? He ain't got to no, pay child support. No, 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 That contract's strong as hell. Every time you don't make the playoffs, you owe me a baby. And every time you don't go it. to the Super Bowl. It's every time you don't go to the Super Bowl. That's wrong as hell right there because she knew he'll never go to the Super Bowl. She wanted a big family. He made this deal, not me. I am done. Oh, by so. the way, if anything were to happen to Phillip Rivers' old ass, you know who the backup quarterback is? Your favorite quarterback. That is not my favorite quarterback. Jacoby Brissett. That is not my favorite quarterback. <laughs> that, of course he's your favorite quarterback. No, that is not he's my favorite quarterback. He's the man who replaced Andrew Luck when Andrew Luck abandoned you to live a normal life at 26 years old. Them when, hits to the head after not having an offensive line for five years can do that shit to you, That's what okay? he get for shaving his head for no reason. He <laughs> had no cushion. Look here, dog. We're going through tough times up there, okay? Look here. And this man flipping burgers watching y'all team lose. You God know what? Damn. Don't we have a better record than the Patriots right now? Does it matter? You got yes, it does. He going to choke eventually. We winning games. Great. We winning Oh, Games. by the way, I don't know if you remember this, but um, yeah, yo, star wide receiver, old as hell now. You talking about T.Y. Hilton? Yeah. Oh, it's time to go. It's time to go. Fantasy yeah. purposes and all. I feel like I asked you, like, one of our first episodes. It was if you the were first trade. episode, and you said, <laughs> would I trade? And I said, no, nah, because I feel like he had a little bit of juice. This man ain't got no juice, bro. Yeah, of course he got juice. He got prune juice for his old ass. Boy, <laughs> you don't shut up. He got apple juice. Thank you very much. Man, like apple I juice is good, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love apple juice, but I'm just saying. Look, that man needs fiber in his diet at age 32 as a wide receiver. <laughs> hey, look here, man. 
He had a nice run. It's time to go, okay? It's time to go. And I'm going to laugh my ass off, and I'm going to talk a lot of shit. If Dez Bryant come back and be more relevant than he is. <laughs> Boy, if Antonio Gates come out of retirement and get the Chargers full more oh, touchdown. No. <laughs> Antonio <laughs> Gates is like 47. And he is I'm the greatest the... tight end of all time. Wait, 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 wait. You just said Antonio Gates is the greatest tight end of all time? He has more touchdowns than any other tight end that ever played the position. So you're saying that, Josh, are you hearing this? A Patriots fan who had Rob Gronkowski is saying that Antonio Gates is the greatest tight end of all time. Look, this is my thing about Antonio Gates versus Rob Gronkowski. What did you drink before the podcast? (laughs) None of your damn business. But (laughs) this is my thing about Antonio Gates versus Rob Gronkowski, right? I can't. The only reason why Antonio Gates is still at number one is because he played for 400 seasons. Gronk played for like seven to eight, and he was so banged up he had to retire. Didn't Tony Gonzalez play longer? Yes, Tony Gonzalez is number two on the list. Gronk is actually number three when it comes <laughs> to touchdowns for a whole entire career. Now, athleticism, red zone, red zone coverage moments. And just all-out ferociousness, Gronk is the greatest tight end of all time. But by touchdowns what? and career accomplishments, and, you know, except, aside, if you take all the Super Bowls out of it, Antonio Gates to play for so long, his record for Super Bowls is really hard to catch. It's just like uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in points in the NBA. He's so far ahead of everybody else, you literally got to play 20 seasons to catch his ass. We ain't going you, to jump into you, the top of my You really just said that. Gronk is the greatest tight end of all time when it comes to athleticism. In my personal opinion, yes. Okay, okay. We we got we got our opinions. But uh, in my opinion, Gronk Gronk was great. But he wasn't athletic. He was he was alright. I guess for his size, but dude just hunkers down the field. He's not he's not like in his prime, he wasn't like Kittle or Kelsey. I'll say this. Gronk doesn't have a finesse game. I will agree with no, you on that. There's no finesse to his game whatsoever. But for some strange reason, you can triple cover him and he still catch the ball over three guys. It's because he's big and he's really good at catching the ball. <laughs> yeah, great when hands. He, when he doesn't get hurt. Now, I will give you this. He's way faster than he should be at 280 pounds. Or whatever he was when he was playing before he left. He like two, 260, 270, and he was still running close to a five and a 40. That's, that's unheard of. Yeah, that's good. That's athletic. Athletic for his size, though. Like, overall, you can't say the Man, best. Man, a tight end, not a wide receiver. There's I mean, yeah, he looks like he should be an offensive tackle. Look, and he do that, too, as a matter <laughs> of fact. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was a great blocking tight end. I say it was like he retired. He retired and came back. I mean, his like, role hey, right hey, now is to be a going to Tampa. Hey, hold my beer. Hey, get my jersey out of the closet. I'm going back to work. Yeah, he's going to go sit his ass right back down next year. To Keep be honest, it. he came back in much healthier than he in most of his career, to be honest. He lost a lot of weight. We know he lost a lot of weight. I'm just waiting for the magic to start. We've seen a little bit of it when they played the Packers, but they got to keep it going because Howard is done for the year. But I don't think they're scheming for the man, to be honest. They'll change it. But Brady's been thrown to the running backs. That's not in their scheme either. Their scheme is to bomb it down the field. But When's the last time Tom Brady really was bombing the ball down the field? His arms are linguine. 
They are like, little greenies. Oh, 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 oh! I see what I now I know what it is. Oh, I see what it is. You talking about? I'm trying to get to the next topic. This is jealousy. That's what this is. <laughs> this is Why this would is I be un- jealous? Un- Why would I be jealous of Andy Dalton? <laughs> Who just Andy Dalton? We are talking about the nine-time Super Bowl six championship, three times. No, no, no. Well, we're not talking about the past. We're the talking pa- about right now. You know, Jason what? Has you know what? Past, that's okay? why the Broncos ain't going to the playoffs. That's what I said. Hey, that, that's why I we said. beat you guys last week without scoring a touchdown. Damn. Look, I was playing with a bunch of jailers because that's all we got left. All of our, <laughs> all the best guys we got decided to opt out the season, and Brady left us high and dry. It is what and, it is. Man, imagine, imagine, imagine if Von Miller and Courtney Sutton were on the field. It would have still been 18 to 12 because y'all ain't got no damn <laughs> offense. So it is what it is. What? <laughs> Cortland Sutton would have been out there mossing fools. Yeah, guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Let's see. We got no receivers and a good quarterback. Y'all got one receiver and no quarterbacks. So we about even. Man, but you knew that going into the game. I yeah. believe you predicted the, a blowout. Yeah, y'all was throwing with the who, 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 and damn. And the who and damn part is uh, Blake Bortles. Uh, we got uh, uh, Drew Locke. And two guys in the middle that I don't even know who the hell they are. I think they got picked up from Canada because nobody seems to know when or how they can throw a football. And we still beat you. And that's a damn shame. That's how we pay for the receivers. Damn right. Y'all I rest my case. Next topic, goddammit. That's okay. All right, so next topic, we're going to go ahead and knock out these quick picks right quick. We're going to start with our locks of the week. Josh, I'm going to let you go first. Man, I just crapped all over Josh Allen, but I have to give it to him this week. He has to beat the Jets. If 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 the Jets win this game somehow, oh man, I'm gonna be unbearable next week. If the Jets win this care. game, I will write you a public apology. If the Jets win this game, I'm buying somebody a beer because it's a miracle. <laughs> So <laughs> I had Buffalo winning this game 27 to 10. I don't think it's going to be a shutout. I don't think the Jets can get shot twice, but it's not going to be that far off. If, if Josh Allen, okay. If Josh Allen throws for four touchdowns and looks fantastic, but the Jets still win this game somehow, I am still going to come in and crap on Josh Allen anyway, because he lost to the Jets. I rest my case. He's not losing to the Jets. I'm not even worried about it. Neither am I. That's why he's the lock of the week. Uh, (laughs) He ain't losing to no Jets. My lock of the week is something a little bit different. Lions. Yeah, the Falcons and the Lions are playing. I got the Falcons 35-17. It's that simple. We ain't streaking like we did last year. We're not going to the playoffs. There's a lot of rumors about us cleaning house. Julio Jones may be out. I don't know how they're going to unload Matt Ryan. But it's they're talking about it, and I feel like this game kind of depends on it. Now, if the Falcons do lose this week, then Jason's going to be back next week talking about Patriots, go and get Julio. But they're not losing this week. The Falcons are going to win this game. The Lions are good, but Matt Patricia, it's time for him to go. You got all these players from the four. You got all these former Patriots, and you're not doing nothing with it. The defense is okay. Your offense should be a lot better than what it is, but it, you guys just are irrelevant. 
Um, normally, when the Falcons make big changes, they they kind of keep it going for a couple of weeks. The defense is going to step back into form. I don't expect like a spectacular performance from that secondary like they did last week because I was kind of surprised by Kirk Cousins, but I don't know what's really going on with the Vikings. I'm really shocked by them. But our offense will overpower and be overwhelming to the Lions. That's why I, take, that's why I say uh, 35-17 because their offense could put up 40 points a game if they want to. It's just everything else doesn't come together for them. So, yeah, Falcons are locked. They're winning their second straight. Well, well, well. Who do I choose to lock in a victory? Oh, I know who my lock is for the week. The Buccaneers are going to beat the Raiders. Of course you're going to say the Buccaneers. You got to give Tom Brady some type of glory because we've been slashing his ass for about 50 minutes. Look, and it's okay. Y'all can slash all y'all want. Just know, get ready to shine that new ring when he get it. Are you are you saying that Tampa's going to win the Super Bowl? I made my prediction already. If we you're, can you're, go, you're, you're saying, no, no, you're saying they will. You said shine that ring when he gets it. Hey, whether it be this year or next year. I mean, okay, Jason, if you want to get him a ring, I just found one on Groupon. It's like $12 of sterling silver. We both know you don't want people to buy a ring on Groupon for $12. I mean, hey, she deserved it. If you really want to go there. Right now. Okay. Yeah, we're not going to go there. I'm looking for a ring for Tom Brady because that's the only ring he's going to get. Okay, we got a couple fingers left, okay? You, we just got time to fill them. No, nah, he got a couple fingers left. He got time to eat them. The boy need to eat regular food again. He ain't winning the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> Man, I actually... So the Raiders have a few offensive linemen on their COVID list. If they were playing this week, I might have the Raiders pulling off the upset. Derek Carr has been playing well. The whole Raiders team has been playing well. If, If by some miracle... They're able to keep Derek Carr from being off the ground. Josh Jacobs was able to get going. The Raiders can win this game. This is coming from a Broncos fans. I don't like the Raiders, but the Raiders could win this game. Jason, you okay over there, buddy? You just can't well, get I'm a fine. you just can't get a you can't Look, get a break today. As predictions go, I'm undefeated. <laughs> really? We've only been on once, right? Yeah, you only been on once. Yeah, that's my one prediction. I'm one and zero. Man, Josh, are veterans at this. What are you talking about? Man, that's like that's like Tom Brady going, you know, like thirteen for nineteen and saying like, "Oh man, I am so amazing!" Like you barely threw the ball. I got another one for you. That's like Donald Trump sitting here bragging about being undefeated at WrestleMania without even getting in the ring. A hundred percent. Oh, uh, what you think? This is the last week I'm going to be on? Oh, no. I'll be def- talking trash for the rest of the season. <laughs> okay, I'm going to hold you accountable to that. But you know what? We're going to jump to the game of the week. Josh, who you got this week? I can't remember off the top of my head. Oh, yes, I remember. You said uh, Green Bay and Texans? Yes, sir. I got the Packers beating the Texans 38-31. This is going to be Riders. Riders don't need a get-right game. But you know, technically, I guess he does because of last week. He's going to get back on it. He's actually my player of the week. Um, Houston doesn't have a good defense. They just don't. Green Bay is going to put up 38. Aaron Rodgers is going to find Marquez Valdez-Scantling. And he is going to put up a day. Devontae Adams is still there. 
Aaron Jones, he's going to run through the Houston defense. On the other side, we saw we saw Tom Brady. He he did all right. Ronald Jones ran through the uh, ran through the Packers defense last week. Houston is going to probably do the same. Deshaun Watson's going to go probably like three hundred yards and two or three touchdowns. They're going to put up thirty-one. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be the game of the week. Mm. Game of the week. I went a whole nother route. I went with the two uh, unbeatens, Steelers and Titans. I don't think anybody thought at the beginning of the year that these two teams would be 5-0. and I thought they would be good, but I didn't see this type of dominance coming. Uh, honestly, this game could go either way. I thought about this before I made the pick because this could be a slow grind-out game or it could be a high-scoring game. It all depends on how both teams are feeling. But I think they're going to keep it close because the Steelers, they are they have an advantage when games are close. And I know they're going to feel the effects of Bush. I know that's going to be a big factor. King Henry, yes, I'm calling him King Henry from now on. Yeah, ah, King Henry. He's going to run. He's going to run all over that defense. But some way, somehow, the Steelers are going to pull this off by three. Now, if you take away the Titans' slaughter of the Buffalo Bills... Every single one of their games are decided by seven. When games are decided by seven, the Steelers like to thrive in those situations. Last year, they played, it was 18 to nine. It means nine points, but they kept it real close and they, you know, crushed out that victory. I think the Steelers will do the same thing. They're really good at adjustments. I learned that last year because, I mean, at the beginning of the year, I feel like everybody wrote off the Steelers last year. But they made the right adjustments, and then Devin Bush started tweeting predictions for the defense and they started making them happen and now they got big ben back they got uh chase claypool's looking like a star james connor's doing his thing and their defense is being stout they are jogging out right now so close game still is going to take it 2017 man devin bush better tweet a miracle recovery next week because that's all he can really do right now yeah, that's all they can really do. He might as well start tweeting predictions. They do well when they do that. I think that I think that this game is going to depend on Ryan Tannehill. I think that if he can start, you know, passing the ball with uh, AJ Brown and Corey Davis, I think they can win it. But if not, because Pittsburgh has a great defense, obviously. So if not, then you know Steelers got it in the bag. Yeah. That's why I was like, that's why you see, I'm only giving it a three-point working room. I think it's, I think the Steelers can t- keep it that close. If it goes into a shootout, Tannehill seems to be doing well in those right now. He's proven himself to not be a fluke, and they just picking up where they left off last year. So they can pull it out, but it's going to be an interesting game. It's going to be, this is probably going to be as tough as defense he faced so far. I can't even count the, the Buffalo Bills, man, because that just was a disappearing act right there. That was Now You See Me, the movie. They just disappeared on everybody. Uh, Jason, I know you ain't your feelings over there. You know, you're just wondering how we could just talk about Tom Brady like that. The GOAT, the champion. But uh, do you saw, <laughs> do you have yourself a game of the week, my friend? Let's see. Uh, are you going to say the Buccaneers and Raiders because, you know, you, you just feel like this is a perfect opportunity for Tom Brady to show his dominance, which, you know, he's only going to show us 181 yards with three touchdowns. Look, the game of the week 
my game of the week isn't something that's that should be worth watching. My game of the week is very negative, okay? Because it's trash versus trash, which sometimes leads to a high-scoring game. Please don't say tonight. Of course. <laughs> no, it's God. The booty versus the birds. It's the Giants versus the Eagles. Oh, my God. The worst Thursday night football matchup I've ever seen in my life because this division is trash. And that's my, you know, game of the week to see which garbage team pulls out the victory. Jason, why are you making me watch this game? I don't want to watch this game. You want to know why I make you watch this game? Because the Giants are 1-5 and and the Eagles are 1-4-1. You know what the worst part about this game is? What's up? The loser of this game can still win the NFC least or and that NFC, NFC, NFC deceased or <laughs> NFC rest in peace, whatever you want to call it. It's a terrible division. Oh. I actually, I think the Eagles are going to win it basically by default. They're going to win it 16 to 13. It's not going to be exciting. It's just going to be there. Look, this game is so have made nine different fan duel entries to try with some scratch off this nonsense. Oh man, good luck with that, man. That's that was a tough one right there. I don't know why you put yourself in that predicament. That's a lot of headache for a night. Because guess right? what? <laughs> they both suck so bad. And mind you, they have so many skilled players injured. Who else am I going to choose? It was just there for the picking. <laughs> I mean, you could have saved your money for uh, Sunday. That's all I got to say, man. Oh, no I, feel like this I, is a waste did, of money. I did five picks, five entries for Sunday. I'm just saying, they have so many skill players that's not playing. It's just like, I'm a tie for first place with 80,000 people. What does that turn out to be? I don't know. I ain't crushed the numbers yet. <laughs> oh, my God. I cannot deal with you. Josh, what you got for your upset? Um, it was... You have the Bears over the Rams. That's a, that's your upset. Yeah, it's quote unquote an upset. It, I was just looking at the uh, the point spreads. The Rams are favored by six. Surprisingly, I think it should be more like you know one or two either way. But you know, this is technically an upset. I think that Chicago. Both teams have really good defenses, but I think Chicago is just a little bit better. Um, Nick Foles is okay. You know, he's not going to do anything great. But if he can get the ball to Allen Robinson, I think they can score more points than they need to. If not, it's going to be David Montgomery. Montgomery has been very disappointing in fantasy this year. I was looking forward to him being, you know, like a solid RB2. But he's just not cutting it. I think that uh, Jared Goff is he's He's good when he wants to be, but he is way too up and down. So I think this is going to be one of those down weeks. If David Montgomery is the focal point of the offense and Al Robinson doesn't get, you know, seven plus catches, it's going to be 10 to six. But I have Al Robinson getting his getting his stats. The Bears are going to win it 21 to 17. Okay. Um, no, I am going to reiterate that. But I know I put in the uh, article that we wrote about the quick picks. I'm, it's not a cop-out, but I do not see any upsets this week. I feel like everybody playing, I don't see like the underdog team actually pulling out anything. 
Like, even if you go to, let's say, like, the 49ers and Patriots, I feel like the Patriots can win that game. I don't feel like that's really, like, an upset if they do. Um, the only thing that would have been a potential upset would probably be, like, Broncos and Chiefs because sometimes the Chiefs defense just doesn't want to play and it leads to shootouts. And Jason don't understand why he disrespect Drew Locke. The man can ball. Like, he can ball. He's only, get, he's only going to get better. But I don't see any upsets this week. Like, even with the Rams and the Bears, I see it only because of the technicality, because of the points favorite. But I feel like the Bears are going to take that game, and it wouldn't be an upset if they did. I had to realize I have to give them credit where credit is due. Even though their offense isn't rocking, and I'm like, well, I mean, this isn't the first time that a team has been carried by a defense. The Patriots did it for the past decade. So I'm like, hey, it's only fair if the Bears do it. Oh, man, this is great. Before I chew his ass out, um, I like to say my upset of the week is the Bengals over the Browns. What is wrong with people? I don't see that. If that happens, I'm going to sit here stone faced like, what the fuck is going on with Cleveland? If you really sit here and let this happen, Cleveland. The Bengals are going to beat the Browns to the Browns are the Browns. That's my only basis for this pick. The Browns <laughs> are only the Browns when they're playing good teams. Look, Other than I, that, they're Alabama playing Georgia State. We both know how that shit went. You but, know, I, I actually have the Bengals winning this one, too. I think that this is a rematch from earlier in the year. The Browns won. Browns won last time, right? It was a uh, like thirty-five to thirty. I think that Joe Burrow is just the better quarterback. Oh, definitely. I think that's <laughs> that's that's what it's going to come down to. Burrow's a better quarterback. Joe Mixon is one of my favorite running backs in the league. I think he's going to go off. Tyler Boyd's going to get his. I think the Bengals are winning this one, twenty-seven seventeen. Has uh, anybody seen AJ Green? Because I haven't. He he made an appearance last week. Yeah, he had him a pretty nice game. You know, he just ain't the I mean he's doing more than T. Y. Hilton is, so I mean he's relevant. Eight for ninety six on eleven targets. I mean that that's a pretty good game, Jay. But Josh, I I will say this right here. Um I mean I have to support Joe Burrow because you know he's my lord and savior for the LSU Tigers and he brought us a championship. You know, the greatest quarterback in the history of college football brought a championship to my LSU Tigers, so I have to support him. But he's going to have – hey, 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 Jason. Hold on now, Jason. Hold on. Before you, you know, spit out your bigotry and all that, you know, hold on for a second. You know, I know we've been on your nerves about Tom Brady. But, I mean, honestly, you know, before I even say anything, Jason, I'll just say this. You put Joe Burrow behind that line – they might be 6-0 in Tampa Bay right now. But we're going to take that. We're going to leave that where it's at right there. But they do have a chance, mainly because the Browns, surprisingly, they're not really good at the run, even though they have Miles Garrett. But it's just like they have to protect Joe. He's getting sacked too much. If they could protect him and he could create some offense, then yeah. But I feel like the Browns are going to make adjustments I can't say the Browns are the Browns anymore because Kevin Stefanski is doing a great job with this team. It's just that Baker Mayfield is officially the problem. And I know they're thinking about, okay, so what are we going to do? Because Nick Chubb is down and Baker seems to not be able to handle pressure very well. 
And they want to run the ball, but Kareem Hunt, he's not the Kareem Hunt of old. He's not. I mean, he he can give us a flash of it, but he's not going to do it every week. But I stick with what I say. I respect the opinion. I respect the the prediction, but I stick with what I say. I do not see a potential upset this week. I'll just leave it at that. I think Cleveland is one of those teams that could, if if this man was available for trade, I think they could trade for Garner Minshew. And he would step in, kick Baker out of the job, and you know maybe not make the playoffs for the Browns, but at least, at least bring him to five hundred. Man, if Gardner Minshew went to Cleveland, dog, that man would get a statue offer up. Okay. <laughs> so why would we even replace Baker if the quarterback replacing Baker can't get you to the playoffs either? Well, what hold is the standard now, for Cleveland? Now. This man is with the Jaguars, okay? And Gardner Minshew screwed up their rebuild. They plan on rebuilding. He said, hold my shaving cream. We're going to go and try to win some games. It didn't last long, but he put on some professor, like some uh, some very good performances. But uh, he could probably do something in Cleveland. He'll have more weapons. He'll do a lot better than Baker. Yeah, no doubt about that. I think that that'd be more of... It's a move for the for the now and for the future. Like like we were saying, like he wouldn't I don't think he would make the playoffs. But moving forward, at least they would know they have their guy. They could focus on the draft building elsewhere. Yeah. Definitely. And he's still young as hell. Oh yeah. He got a long career. He's gonna be fine. But now Josh, we're back at it with some more fantasy football. We got your starts and your sits going on. What you got for us? All right. Like every week, I have four starts and four sits. I'm going to start with quarterback Justin Herbert for the Chargers. He's going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So every game that he's played this, that he's, yeah, played in this year, he has either 300 yards passing or three touchdowns or four touchdowns. And I think that with the Jaguars 26 ranked pass defense, I think there's going to be another one of those games. His streak's going to continue. Herbert is not afraid of uh, throwing the ball, throwing the ball down the field, taking chances. You know, you got Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, I think this is a recipe for success. My uh, second is running back DeAndre Swift. He is at your Atlanta Falcons. Um, He saw more work last week. Uh, He got 17 total touches for 123 combined yards and two touchdowns. So it seems like Swift is finally starting to break out. Um, the Falcons, a couple weeks ago against Mike Davis, I think he's a decent comp to DeAndre Swift. They allowed 149 combined yards. So I do think that DeAndre Swift is going to basically build off of that. I do. Th- I think that this is going to be a shootout. So there'll be plenty of points on the board. And plenty of points means plenty of pass attempts. Plenty of pass attempts for DeAndre Swift will mean more targets. And targets equals money in fantasy football. Okay. My my third pick is Antonio Gibson 
running back for Washington, going up against the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are 31st in the league against the run. Good God. Yeah, they're really bad. Good God. (laughs) (laughs) I think this is going to be a close game. And a close game means a more balanced attack between running and passing. I think that Antonio Gibson, he's really, really talented. So at some point, he's going to break out. And I think this is going to be why not against a division rival who is also 31st against the run. Okay. My final my final star of the week is from my game of the week. Uh, Houston Texans wide receiver Will Fuller against the Green Bay Packers. He's shown so far this season that he is Deshaun Watson's, without a doubt, his number one receiver. Uh, he has scored a touchdown in four straight games, and I think this will be number five. His target total keeps on rising up. Week one, he had 10 targets. Week two, he went out with injury, so he didn't get any. Week three, he got five. Then he got seven. Then he got eight. Then he got 11. So I don't know if it's necessarily going to go above 11, but it's going to be more than enough to rack up plenty of points in fantasy. Uh, My sits of the week, I'm going to start with Quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo, 49ers at the Patriots. The Patriots are ninth in the league against the pass. And I would say that their head coach knows him kind of well, you know, just a little bit. Um, I mean, he did steal the backpack at the press conference, like, for the Super Bowl that year. So he does know Kyle Shanahan plays. Steal the backpack. <laughs> The backpack went missing, dog. There's video footage of Bill Belichick in his hoodie, and we all know it's his hoodie because it had holes in it. <laughs> now we he both was, know. We both he was know. running off with the backpack. There's um, footage. Look, now, Kyle Shanahan was in a tough position during that Super Bowl. You he know what? We ain't going to be go a there. part of the Falcons organization. Uh-uh. And uh-uh. We ain't like going there. Too. We ain't going there. Josh, continue with your stuff. <laughs> no, nope, we ain't going there. <laughs> Oh man, I was just—I was also going to add that Garoppolo doesn't have a really good, consistent ground game to to work from. I know that Shanahan kind of, you know, it's in the Shanahan DNA to just produce running backs. But uh, Raheem Mostert is injured right now. It looks like Jared McKinnon's going to be leading the team. I like Jared McKinnon, but I don't think he will quite give them enough to make the Patriots respect the run. The 49ers offense is pretty average. They're 12th in total offense, which is pretty good, but they're 20th in passing and 11th in rushing. So they're going to need to step up big this week. And I think they will need to because Cam Newton, I think they will get back on track. I think that Cam's going to go out and ball and Jimmy G just won't be able to keep up. Uh, My next my next sit is wide receiver A.J. Brown from the Tennessee Titans going up against the Steelers. We talked about this game earlier. The Steelers have an elite defense. They're third in total defense and they're eighth against the pass. And I think that I don't believe that Ryan Tannehill will be able to break through and have enough of an impact in this game to keep a minute. 
so if Tannehill doesn't ball out, then AJ Brown is going to ball out. It's just, it's just that simple. My third sit is Rams running back Cam Akers against the Chicago Bears. For one, the Bears have a great defense. I uh, talked about this already. I think the Cam Akers should have had a bigger role last week, but he got zero touches. I think that something's up with Cam Akers, whether it's, you know, health that we're not aware of or something going on behind the scenes. So I'm saying this, get rid of Cam Akers in Dynasty Leagues if you can before it's too late. And I think that Darrell Henderson is the start in that game. If you are going to start running back in that game. My fourth, my fourth sit is for tonight's game, actually. So by the time this comes out, it won't really be very helpful. Tight end Evan Ingram for the Giants at the Philadelphia Eagles. I think that he should have been, he should have been dropped from your roster weeks ago. He's just a non-factor. And he's injury prone. And the Eagles are a pretty good pass defense. They're 12th against the pass. So I don't think Daniel Jones will be able to feed him the ball quite enough. And he just hasn't been good since that one season. And that's it for me. Ooh. Okay. That was a nice little list right there, man. I always enjoy the starts and sits because I actually have to change my lineup from this end. Well, I'm changing this right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to take Jimmy G. I just line. dropped Ingram as soon as he said it, but I'm, <laughs> I'm taking him out of all my lineups. Good God. Yeah, Gotta Jason, go. Josh is a great person to talk to for fantasy football, so how you be coming to me for advice? Hit up Josh. He's had some great advice for fantasy football. He can definitely tell you who to start, who to sit, and everything. Ingram, got to go. Uh, <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm back again on my top 10 rankings for this week, following week six. Uh, Josh, I told you I made a lot of changes. Mm-hmm. Made a lot of changes. Still a little bit controversial, but, you know, hey, it is what it is. I've seen worse than mine. Trust me. I have. Uh, just to give you a little bit on the outside looking in right now. Outside looking in, which should kind of give you an idea that some changes have happened. Outside looking in, 49ers, Cardinals. Saints, Browns, and Bills. I know the Browns and the Bills were in my top 10 last week. Um, the Bills definitely getting taken out. You dropped two games to potential Super Bowl teams, and you did not have a good performance in either one. Like You didn't give me nothing to work off of at all. Just sit here and say, okay, well, maybe this, maybe that. No, it was terrible performances on both ends. They tried really hard with the Chiefs, but it just just from the way the game was played, you can tell that the Chiefs were out to win, but the Bills were just here to survive. And they didn't do that very well. And we all know what happened with the Browns. Like, the Browns turned back into the Browns. So I had to take them out after some things happened. So coming in, my uh, number 10 and number 9 are uh, is a matchup this week. Number 10, I do have the L.A. Rams. They're a very good team, but in any given week, they can be really bad. They don't really show, like, great consistency. They're just pulling off wins back-to-back. That's the only, mean, the only thing that's really keeping them there. But at any given week, you know this, Josh, they can play really good 
or they could play really bad. It all depends on how Jared Goff wants to play that week. Mm-hmm. Number nine, Chicago Bears. I have to give them respect. I, I'm a sucker for a very good defense, and this defense is, and I know Jason don't like this word, but it needs to put it in his vocabulary, but this defense is carrying, carrying the Chicago Bears offense week after week after week. And they're getting the job done. They're forcing turnovers. They're getting after the quarterback. Khalil Mack is a, he's just being Khalil Mack. And yeah, that's my number nine. My number eight, I had to really think about this for a second, but they did get dropped really low. But yeah, that's my other one. But my number eight is the Indianapolis Colts. Um, That was a very impressive comeback. They're not going to pull that off every week. They should be better than what they are, but for a team that's sitting at what they are right now, I believe, four and two, they play like they're three and three. They don't really play like a four and two team. But that was an impressive comeback that Phillip Rivers led, and I can't ignore that. The defense is still good, but the Brown the Bengals just surprised them this week. But Colts is sitting at number eight for me. Number seven is the Green Bay Packers. I had to drop them that low. They didn't look top five after that. That was a statement game for both teams, and the Buccaneers decided to make a statement while the Packers, they just got rattled after those two interceptions, and they can never bounce back. I feel like if Aaron Rodgers never did the uh, touchdown celebration for Mad TV, he probably would have had a chance in this game. But you just had to go talk his shit. And guess what? They bullied him. Like They didn't even hit him for sacks. They literally just pushed this man on the ground. It was hilarious, but they have dropped all the way down to number seven for me. I know they'll bounce back, but it's like that was a potential playoff game, and you got you to gotta play big in those games right there. You can't just fade away. They could have at least gave me a comeback, but they couldn't do nothing against the Buccaneers, just absolutely nothing. They were startled. Number six, keeping Baltimore Ravens there. They are regressing, but I don't know what they expect out of Dez Bryant. I know Lamar Jackson does need some wide receivers. I mean, he does have Hollywood Brown, but he needs some more. And he just looks like he's going backwards and not forward. He's not really throwing the ball as well as he was last year. They're still running the ball very good. The defense just added another great piece. So that defense is getting really good, and they're getting better, but the offense is staying about the same. And if they really want to compete with the Chiefs, they got to elevate, and they got to get Lamar Jackson some weapons so he can throw the ball. I mean, don't get me wrong. Hollywood Brown's great. Andrews is great. But he needs a solid number one, or they got got to do something for this man because I know he's a good passer, but he's not showing it, and they're taking steps back, and the defense is starting to – Carry Jason, know that word very well. Carry, <laughs> yeah. The defense is starting to carry the Baltimore Ravens. Number five, I'm pretty sure this is going to change for next week, but I did move the Seattle Seahawks down to number five only because wow. there were some professor, there was some, uh, there was some impressive performances this week. There were some very impressive performances, so. 
it's like when I started seeing games and the way it was happening, I know that was on a bye week, but the other teams that were in my top 10, they were playing. They were having good games. So I got to pay respect where respect is due. That's just me personally. So the Seahawks is my number five, and I'm sure that's going to change by the end of this no, this uh, Sunday. That's going to change. They're probably going to just jump right back into my number one spot. But I got to pay respect where respect is due. And, Josh, I'm actually going to go week by week for this. So don't expect the same lineup every week. If anybody actually stays number one for a long time, which, you know, the Seahawks is capable of doing and also the Kansas City Chiefs, then, you know, they're just balling out. But if you take a bye week and somebody else is balling out, I just got to pay respect. Number four, Jason, do not blow a head gasket. My number four is the Buccaneers. Yes, this may be a stretch. Josh, you can tear me up afterwards, but I know Jason will probably get you afterwards, too. (laughs) But, yes, the Buccaneers, they're my number four team. The defense is great for last week. Since we're going week to week now, I'm going to guarantee that week to week is going to be is going to be different unless somebody is just falling out every single week. But the Buccaneers played great as a whole, even though the defense did carry Tom Brady to that victory. Carry this man out like Tom Brady scored 38 points. The defense put up 14. <laughs> the defense was scoring. So, <laughs> so Buccaneers, they're number four. The defense is great. They play good on offense. Hopefully they can continue to get better. But if not, then at least Tom Brady, he's used to the position that he's in, you know, being carried. Number three, Kansas City Chiefs. Impressive win against the Buffalo Bills. Edwards Hilaire, 167 on the ground. I mean, they really didn't even need Pat Mahomes that game. They could have played the backup and won that game. And the Bills didn't want it. They didn't want to win that game at all. Josh Allen didn't want to win that game at all. The Bills' offensive line didn't want to win that game at all. But the Chiefs wanted to win that game, and it was nice to see that it was so good to where Pat Mahomes, even though he did have 267, but a lot of it was like, you know, he had a couple 20-yard passes in the fourth quarter. But this team overall is good. It's just not Pat Mahomes. So I'm keeping them where they are with that number three spot. Number two, Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, I said the Pittsburgh Steelers. I know. It's crazy. And I know eventually Josh is going to be like, you know what, Matt? How about you just sit down for a couple weeks? I'll do the top 10 rankings. But it's okay, though. I understand. Pittsburgh Steelers, like I said, nobody thought they would be 5-0 and this year. But they have been playing solid football all year. Offense is really good. Chase Claypool, like I said before, he's a star in the making. James Conner doing his thing. Big Ben is showing signs of slowing down, but he's still winning games, and the defense is just as good as they've ever been. They're going to feel the effects of Devin Bush, but I would love to see how they're going to handle the turnaround. Number one, King Henry and those Tennessee Titans. Those boys are good. They are really good. Ryan Tannehill is not a fluke. A.J. Brown is looking like a top 10 wide receiver. The defense is greedy and hungry. Even though they're only winning, they're winning most of their games by seven points or less. This team right now is looking like the best team in football. It's good to see how the Seahawks come back next week, of course, or this Sunday. But as of this week, Tennessee Titans, they are my number one team. So just to run back over it again, number 10, LA Rams, nine, Chicago Bears, number eight, the Colts, 
Seven Packers, six Ravens, five is the Seattle Seahawks, mainly because of the buy and the way everybody else is playing. Number four is the Buccaneers, three Chiefs, two Steelers, and number one right now is the Tennessee Titans. All right, Josh and Jason, I'm ready for y'all. I can respect your list. I I gained the respect of Josh. (laughs) Woo! Um, you know, you thought I was going to tear you apart over the Bucks being four. Since it's weekly, I'll, I'll let that slide. I think that it's okay because, you know, they obviously whooped on Green Bay. My, my thing is I would switch Tennessee and Pittsburgh. I mean, obviously we'll, we'll see this week, but I think that Steelers just have a much better defense and their offenses aren't too far off so i do think that i think that pittsburgh should be number one tennessee Tannehill's on fire derrick henry's on fire so i can't really blame you for putting them number one but just me personally i'll put pittsburgh okay i debated that for a while and i left it right there with them at one and two because i really want to see this game this week because i i see them as like kind of identical they're very identical teams so it's going to be interesting. Jason, how do, how do you feel, Jason? I feel like the Tennessee Titans are too high. I kind of expected that. You feel like the Buccaneers should have been higher? Mm, if the Buccaneers were 5-1, and one, I would say yes. I would say may, I'd say Buccaneers may be top three after that asshole. But I'll, I'll, let me explain why the Tennessee Titans are too high. So the Tennessee Titans' undefeated record consists of a two-point beating of the Broncos. Yay. A barely beating the Jacksonville Jaguars with a field goal. Yay. Beating the trash Vikings this year by one point. Woo. Josh Allen showed his ass against the Titans and Titans beat the shit out of him. So that, okay, fine. And then the beating the Texans by, let's see, by a, by six points in overtime. So let me get this straight. They're they're number one, and they're they've only beaten one team with a winning record so far. That's a faulty ass number one to me. Hmm. Okay. All right, Jason. Any more comments on that? Anything uh, else? Pittsburgh. Eh, I'll leave them there for now. They might be legit. We'll see. I mean, honestly, in uh. The Titans' defense, huh. they're better than the Buccaneers, I'm just saying. I 100% agree with that. Eh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll we'll see. see. We'll see. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. I just came across some incriminating news. What's your incriminating news? The Steelers in the same boat with the Tennessee Titans. They beat the Giants, the Broncos, the Texans that's only won one game, the trash ass Eagles, and the Browns turn back into the Browns. It's the same shit. Okay. I can understand that. What else you got? Uh I think Green Bay fell too low. Really? I feel like Green Bay will recover from that ass whooping by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
I don't think they're that far down the totem pole. I feel like if Green Bay had to go head-to-head against uh, the Ravens, they might edge them out. So I feel like they should be higher. But other than that, I think that's all I got. So you're comfortable where the Buccaneers are, even though they've only beat one team with a winning record? Damn. Yeah, because they beat... Oh, you're a hypocrite. Aaron Rodgers. That's still one team. If you beat a team that they say, oh, Rodgers, it's going to be Rodgers and Russell in the play, for, the, for the Super Bowl, going to the Super Bowl, and we knock one of those guys off in the fashion that we did it, I'll take, I'll take for a play. You, got, you guys beat a super young defense in the Panthers. You guys beat my Broncos, who was starting Jeff Driscoll. And you guys beat the Chargers, who was also starting a rookie quarterback. And you beat Aaron Rodgers, but like I said earlier, I think that was a fluke. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't, Aaron Rodgers isn't going to throw two picks that early again. We shall see. But fourth place, I'll take fourth place. I'm just yeah, saying. Tom Tom Brady have to settle for that at the end of the year. Oh, we'll <laughs> the Broncos going to settle for eighth place, so we'll just live with that too. Oh man. Uh, you guys are hilarious, man. So I got two questions for you guys before we end this. This has been a very good show, guys. I gotta say, Josh, I got, I gotta, I, I gotta give it to you today, man. You, you brought it today. Thank you. You, you really brought it today, man. I was so proud, man. I like, I don't know if you can hear me clapping, dog. I'm gonna shed a tear. Crocodile tear. Like, I almost did. But I got two questions for you guys. So, trade deadline's coming up. I know a lot of pieces are going to get moved and it's already starting. But if there was, like, a trade that you would like to see, I don't have to know the player, but if there was, like, a trade that you would like to see for a team, what would it be? Josh, you can go first. Um, Mine would be the Steelers trading Juju Smith-Schuster to the Houston Texans. If Deshaun Watson gets a young man like that, who can line up with Will Fuller. Brandon Cooks has been pretty good, but Juju is just a lot better. And he hasn't been working out with Pittsburgh. So I think that if Deshaun Watson gets a guy like that, it's just going to make him that much better and help fill the void left by DeAndre Hopkins. I assume it would just take maybe like a third, maybe a second round draft pick. I'm not too positive about that, but... Yeah, I think that would help out uh, everybody. Okay, Jason, I got an idea of who you uh, who you would do, but uh, go ahead, tell me. Uh, I got two picks. Uh, okay. I don't know how to, I don't know how they'll work it out, but it needs to happen. Um, hopefully, the Falcons do go through a rebuild, and we can get Julio Jones off the Falcons. Also, I would love to get David and Joku off the Browns because they ain't using them. <laughs> that would be a nice pickup for the Patriots. Um, let's see. There's one more guy. I'm trying to see if I can remember. Uh, to be honest, I think the Lions need to go through a rebuild too. And I want Galladay. I want Kenny Galladay and Njoku and Julio to come to the New England Patriots if they can pull it off. Which, to be honest, I think they can really go get Njoku because you know, Bill has a great relationship with the Browns organization. Uh, aside for Julio, Falcons are too prideful to let him go. 
So they're gonna literally get their ass beat for the rest of the season with him on the team. Um, so yeah, the only realistic one is Njoku. If they actually look at look at the man. Are you saying yeah. that my Atlanta Falcons are gonna get their ass beat for the rest of the season, Jason? Um, I'm telling you right now, they're not gonna win this division. Nah, 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 nah. I ain't talking about that though. I ain't talking about that because I already know that. Fact, I you tell you right it. now, this is my prediction for the Falcons. Oh shit. They're gonna be five and eleven. Mm. That sounds reasonable because I think the Falcons are about to pull off four straight. I don't think it's gonna be four, four straight. They're not gonna beat the Saints. No, nah, we always split with the Saints. I ain't worried about that. We'll take one from the Saints. But yeah, that's how I feel. I want and I want David and Joku because Cam just needs any type of help he can get. To be honest, Kenny okay. Galladay is going to cost a premium for you. We got yeah. picks. They just don't use them. The, the Patriots are historically bad at drafting receivers. And to be yeah. honest, I'm done with Nikhil Harry. He is useless. I was, I was about to say you could package Nikhil Harry with a high pick. That'll work. That will definitely work for me. All right. Well, Jason, you kind of took the one I was going to say. Because, if anything, I felt like, yeah, yeah, the Julio Jones move to New England would have been it. But if I had to take a second option, I would say Galladay to the Ravens. But the Ravens is kind of just using everything to beef up that defense right now. Lamar Jackson needs a solid number one receiver. So that would have been a nice pick. That would have been mine. I would have did Kevin Galladay to uh, the Baltimore Ravens. That could have been a good one. Um, yeah, because Allen Robinson is officially off the table since the Chicago Bears are winning. Yeah, I feel so bad for him. That's the weirdest way to win, too. What, by defense? You should be used to that, Jason. Oh, oh really? Damn. <laughs> guess what? I don't know. He can find all the trash he wants. But guess what the Falcons don't have? A defense. They do have a defense. We just have a shitty organization. Oh, it's or- the organization fault. Y'all let... The Cowboys put up 40? <laughs> it's the organization. Yes, it's Dan Quinn's fault. What you talking about? How the hell can you not manage a oh. game? I told you we ain't going to go there, Jason. We ain't going to go there. I got We're going to talk about how Kyle Shanahan choked in the Super Bowl and let the Patriots come back and win. I think I was up by 30 points. All right, Jason. Look here. Since you want to go there, we'll go there for the end of the show. <laughs> since you really want to do this. You already know how I feel about that whole situation, okay? I told you what happened here. It's all Kyle Shanahan's fault, and he proved it in that second Super Bowl where he let the Chiefs beat them. So we ain't doing this. But, yes, it is. It is. Okay? Offensive coordinator, he needs to go. He is a proven example of why Alabama coaches cannot thrive in the NFL. They run NFL football in college, and it works there. They try to bring this shit here. You need a little bit of finesse. Everybody's a little bit faster, smarter. You got to switch it up a little bit. And you also got to know how to manage the clock and run game. You got to be able to keep a lead. Dan Quinn, you were supposed to be a defensive genius. You were a defensive genius for, like, what, two years or one and a half? After that, everything died so yes it is their fault it definitely is their fault they never go out and get nobody in the free agency they never go and make no trades 
they afraid to spend money. And what they do, they go give it to Matt Ryan. They go give it to Julio because every three seasons, Julio's like the bitch and moan about his contract and take up reception. And that's a whole other thing I don't want to get into right there because I feel like if people really pay a fucking attention, Matt Ryan be having some of the games of his career when Julio be sitting on the bench complaining about a hamstring injury. That's when that nigga thrive, when he can spread the ball around. Instead, guess what? And not you can you can go back and look on YouTube for this shit. I watch plenty Falcons games to see it. Matt Ryan is the most obvious quarterback sometimes because this man hiked the ball and looked straight at Julio. This man be trying to give the ball to Julio in three-man coverage, and they wonder why this man got all these damn injuries because Matt Ryan don't know how to fucking spread the ball around unless Julio is actually out. Don't do this with me, Jason. Don't do this with me. Are you saying Matt Ryan is overrated? No, I'm not saying he's overrated. That's what it sounds like. No, he is not overrated. No, 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 no. He's basically saying Matt Ryan is just like Drew Brees. If your star receiver is out, you are nothing. I'm sorry. They can win games when the star receiver is out. Drew Brees has a hard time. Matt Ryan puts up numbers. I like to watch Falcons games when Julio Jones don't play because I actually get to see Matt Ryan spread the ball. It's not like, yeah, like he doesn't have a losing record when Julio is out. He is nothing like that, okay? Hopefully, when Julio retires, Calvin really doesn't become the new Julio. Well, what should happen? For the for the love of God, if we do not protect <laughs> Calvin Ridley, well, it happened to everybody. First, it was Roddy. Then y'all drafted Julio. Then Julio was the same thing as Roddy, and then now Calvin go just take over the spot. It's it's just you know how it happened. Man, look here. All they had to do was get this man some help. Sooner rather than later, because I swear, one of the hardest things to watch as a Falcon supporter, eventually I might as well call myself an advocate for them motherfuckers, but the hardest thing to watch is Matt Ryan do a drop back and look immediately at Julio. Everybody already running towards Julio. Why the hell are you throwing this man the ball in three-man coverage? Because Why? he's one of the best receivers in the league. I don't care. You don't throw this ball to this man in three-man coverage. And then next thing you know, he hurt. Like, come on now. I understand the man six-fold. He can get up there. But seriously, three-man coverage? They did that shit the other week, and I was sitting here like, this is the reason why this motherfucker injury. Because they keep throwing the ball in those type of situations. And then he constantly looks straight to Julio. It's like Julio bitch so much about getting his touches that it fucks up everything. If Julio can just step back on that shit, and I know he's doing it now, because he ain't got no choice. He injury-prone. And, I mean, yeah, he is injury-prone. And then Calvin Ridley going the hell off. Calvin Ridley is a true number one right now. I believe somebody said that he was going to surpass Julio this year. And it looked like he is. That's fair. But don't you do that, Jason. Don't you come for me. Y'all get, get you a wide receiver over there in New England. Then come talk to me, okay? I mean... I get you. If we get two wide receivers in New England, the Bills are in trouble for this division. The Bills are already in trouble. Have you seen that offensive line? I'm, I see Josh Allen on the ground. I say that exactly. You seen that offense? Mm. That man cannot breathe. The funniest thing about that game is people trying to tackle Josh Allen. They was literally bouncing off of him because he's one big ass son of a gun. Other than that, like seriously, you can barely throw hundred yards against the Chiefs defense. That man cannot breathe. They was on his ass. 
Like, God damn, and then they ain't got no running game. Y'all go injure Josh Allen before he even becomes anything. Because y'all want him to play running back and and quarterback. Next thing you know, they're going to need him for wide receiver. Like, come on now, Jay. Come on. By the way, Jay, since you want to be an a-hole, I got one final thing before we go. I got one final thing for you. I got a prediction for you. I know you like to be all over Tom Brady and, you know, him and his fan base and shit. I know it. But y'all drop, y'all might drop some games in November, dog. We play in November. Y'all got a couple tough games in November, dog. I know y'all got the Saints again. Y'all may take that one. I'll give that one to you. Josh, you still with us? Yeah, I'm here. But he over here listening to this buffoonery. And then Jason like to come at me. I don't know why you like to bring up that Super Bowl, man. I told you what happened. They couldn't stop Devontae Freeman all night. And they decided to keep throwing the ball. Let's see. No. Here. Y'all gonna beat the Giants. Y'all will beat the Giants. I will give you that Giants game. If Mike Thomas is back. Y'all ain't being the Saints. Y'all take the Panthers. Y'all ain't being the Rams. Y'all got a tough November, dude. Eh, depending on how golf is playing, we might be able to take the Rams. Oh, y'all going two and three. Let's see. Actually, we can take out the Saints. It was two and three. It was, it was a rough game the first time. Y'all going two and three in November. I'll say three and two. Josh, write this down. I, Matthew Dennis, the Daily FOE, Fantastic Matt, is saying right now, on October 22nd, 2020, that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going two and three in November. You can go ahead and write that down. All right, writing it down. Oh, he actually is writing it down too, so I gotta hype it up for real now. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta hype it up now. Mm-hmm. And I, the petty god himself, believe at best the Buccaneers are either gonna be three and two or four and one. Cause I feel like the offense is gonna start clicking. Your leading receiver only has three hundred yards. Because they have no chemistry. You they know just started using about signals two games ago. You know what's funny about chemistry? What? How Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins can click instantly, but for some reason when Tom Brady, they gotta, it takes time to click. Yeah, there's always excuses for him. Hey, um, let's make this perfectly clear. Kyler Murray, all he does is just throw it as hard as he can. Because he can't see over his own line. So the fact that people got to come back to catch the ball got something to do with that. But, we not, we not, but I'm not going to stick on that topic. I'm going to go Brady back throwing, to what we were talking about. Tom Brady throwing as hard as he can, can barely make it over the line. I'm just saying, man. You know Tom Brady is kind of like Alex Smith? Yeah, yeah. Except without the mobility. Yeah. Do y'all realize that Tom Brady threw a 40-yard pass? The dude just dropped it last game. Hit him right in the hands and he dropped it. Did, did we sure all Andy, miss this? Pretty sure Andy Dalton's done that too. Yeah. Yeah. To the Green's same guy. Done that. AJ and, uh, Green and Ocho Senko. And where I mean, did they get to? Nowhere. 
I mean, everybody has done that, but it doesn't change the fact that Tom Brady is basically linguini when it comes to his arms. His arms are linguini, Jason. They linguini. Look, you should be happy that Philip Rivers can even walk because he ain't got no moisture left in his lower part of his body. And we Philip know why Rivers that is. can throw the ball farther than Tom Brady, okay? And it's on point. We ain't got a shitty wide receiving core. And our wide receiver core is better than them oh, right so now. Oh, so you blaming the receivers now? You blaming the receivers now? Y'all got good win in Evans. Y'all wide receiver core should already be good, but guess what? Oh, Tom Brady needs time to get to know his teammates. Nah, bro, you in the NFC now. You ain't got time. You had time in the offseason. What? Don't blame Kobe. We got no time. We still four and two. The defense is why you guys are four and two. Stop acting like Tom Brady's the reason why. This motherfucker still got a score. And unlike the Falcons, where you got all the chemistry in the world and one in five. I'm sorry that you guys have a better coaching staff than Tom Brady. But guess what? You also have a defense that is carrying Tom Brady. That will be the name of the show. Week seven, carry. I mean, that's a word of the day. defense is carrying Phillip Rivers. That's okay, but guess what? Phillip Rivers is no Tom Brady. Tom Brady's considered the GOAT. Tom Brady can't do no wrong. Tom Brady's looking at it as the Michael Jordan. Well, honestly, he should be the Kobe Bryant, but the Michael Jordan of football. Phillip Rivers is Phillip Rivers, okay? Hey, dude, I think we just clicked out. What do you mean we just clicked out? Like, it just the whole apparatus just made a noise. Uh, poor connection. Oh no, Josh is still here. Yep, sir. Oh no, man, we didn't click out, man. We're good here. But any final comments, you guys? I know we've been on this for about two hours. This has been really fun today. Oh, so yeah, sure. I have a prediction for the Buccaneers' record. Oh snap! Let me go ahead and write this down. I can document this if y'all want. All right, Josh, you document this. I got this. Are going to be. 12 and 4. Woo. Wow, man. 12 and 4. Wow. Dang. If the Buccaneers are going to be 12 and 4, what's your New England Patriots going to be? Gee, your guess is good as mine. Dang, bro, I could have sworn you a Patriots fan. What happened? Well, until we get some receivers, then I made my prediction. Do you hear this? Uh, do you hear this disloyalty, Josh? This went to my ass. Let's be realistic. Man, it sounds like, sounds like Andy Dalton's gonna get himself a home playoff game. Oh man, you know what happened last time? Andy Dalton did that. Yeah, and time for that, and time for that, and time for that. Yeah, man, I basically grew up watching Andy Dalton lose in the playoffs. Yeah. Dang. I didn't realize this is a two-hour show, right? I do realize <laughs> it's a two-hour show. I perfectly do realize that. And it is okay. Because guess what? Thank you guys for listening. This show will be up every, we put it out about every Thursday and Friday. But you can also follow us on, you know, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram. And you can also get my Facebook groups at The Daily FOE. You can also follow Josh on Twitter at J underscore Ho 34. Did I get it right this time? Yes, you did. Boy, I'm on it. <laughs> so, yeah, you can follow Josh on Twitter at J, J underscore Ho. 34. You can also follow Jason, the petty guy on Facebook and his uh, 
comedic group of Two Petty Productions. And we'll be here every week. Next week is going to be even funner because we have a biased blitz where, Jason, you actually have to talk about your New England Patriots. And we break down and we talk about how we feel going into the second half of the season of our favorite teams. That's going to be fun and we'll have a lot more for you. And this is me, the Daily FOE, with Josh and also Petty Guy Jason. And we are out.